do animals go to heaven or will they be in the new heavens and the new earth or more specifically will my one be there so in a recent lecture i was in my friend beth her budgie has just um, died and she asked the speaker this question because it was a q a session and uh, paul blackham was the speaker and the next seven minutes are what he said and i'm in a church which is full of animal lovers and bible lovers and jesus lovers so i hope you enjoy this video there's a it's a strange thing because i've often had people t say to me believing that they are articulating some sort of christian teaching they'll go no animals don't have souls like that's christian that is and i'm like that's whatever that is it ain't christian that comes from greek philosophy greek philosophers said animals don't have souls the bible literally starts by saying that animals have the breath of life in them exactly the same as human beings the nefesh the breath of life it's the so it's a it's a totally weird concept to even imagine where would why would anyone imagine animals do not have spiritual life of course they do in the psalms like psalm 104 they look to the lord for their food and when he turns his face away they get frightened why would they be frightened when he turns his face away unless they know him i love it in job when it says literally the lord says um ask the animals they'll tell you as if like all well, the animals understand theology they understand the lord you need to talk to them about stuff psalm 104 is absolutely wonderful about the spirituality of the whole creation the birds oh yeah and, and like it, i love it when jesus says that the animals the birds and this is relevant to beth's bird especially birds trust their heavenly father they, they jesus actually says birds do trust the heavenly father and then it actually says that the lord hears the young ravens when they cry that's an actual verse in the bible he hears young ravens when they cry job 38 41 and psalm 147 9 uh beautiful that is amazing isn't it because a raven's got a horrible cry it's just like eh. it's got to be the most unattractive bird call of any animal in the world eh. And the, so that's obviously why the Lord's picked that one out, because he's thinking when people hear that, he'll people will think that is no, that's not spiritual animal that no. But the Lord's like, yeah, I listen to young ravens when they cry. Yeah. And then, so that is literally it's in the Bible. You can't even argue with it. Even if you wanted to, you can't argue with it. And then there's that lovely thing in Genesis 9. This is one of my favorite ones that it just says it's Genesis 9 and verse 5. That the Lord is going to require every animal to give an account of itself. When will he do that? Well, it's on the day of resurrection, isn't it? That's when the, that's when every because that's when human, he says, I'm going to require an account everyone animals and humans must give an account of themselves when will that happen well that's on the day of resurrection so all the animals have to give an account of themselves now i'm, I'm glad i don't have to uh, judge that i'm not quite sure what 
the budgie is what criteria are relevant to ask it about. Well, I suppose that it trusted the Lord for its food and everything like that. But it actually says it in the Bible. And at the end of Jonah, of course, you'll know that the Lord says he's as concerned about the cattle as he is about the humans. But if you want to just go a little bit deeper as we sort of pull this, um, think about this. We know there are animals in the new creation because the, uh, Isaiah describes it in uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 65. Um, you get all that there. Yeah, there we are. And then also at the beginning in Isaiah 11, the wolf, the lamb, the leopard, the goat, the lion, child, cow, burr, cobra, viper, ox, lion. It's an absolute zoo uh, in Isaiah 11 from six to nine. There's absolutely tons. Of, so we know absolutely not even up for discussion. There are loads of animals in the new creation. Where did they come from? Oh, now, they have to come from here. Yeah, exactly. See, some people say, well, the Lord will just make some. And I'm like, well, hang on. Why would he do that? He's already made them. He's already made the loads of examples of those creatures. So let me put it to this way. This is how I sometimes help a person. If we take a seed, and this is the example Jesus uses. If you take a seed and you bury, you, you know, give it a funeral, dig it a grave for that seed, Put it in, cover it over. That's the funeral done now, and it'll, it's dead in the ground. And then, of course, we see it all the time. That seed will have a resurrection. And then it will be resurrected into this new kind of body. The same thing happens to caterpillars, actually, but even before they do, like a caterpillar will uh, goes along, and then it decides at some point to make itself a coffin and it seals itself into a little coffin and dies. It literally falls apart into liquid. It completely dies. It completely falls apart into liquid. And then that liquid somehow gets transformed into this incredibly heavenly creature that bursts out of the coffin and flies around. Now, if you'd said to the little caterpillar, do you see that? That's you in three weeks. The caterpillar's like, no, shut up. I'm nearly dead now. I'm about to get into a coffin and that's the end for me. And we're like, no, it, honestly, like you're about to be transformed into this incredible flying heavenly beast. I wonder if the little caterpillar could imagine it. It'd be like, no, just don't be stupid. That's impossible. That's impossible. And same for the seed. If we said to the seed, look, honestly, just see that massive tree. It's 800 years old. That's you. You're going to be that. No, don't be stupid. That's totally ridiculous. But it is that. And so in the same way, we're used to the idea that you plant a human body in the ground, right? Because that's why all our ancestors used to call a cemetery God's acre like as if God was planting seeds of human beings and that there would be a harvest one day where these seeds would come up as resurrection humans, right? A really wonderful way of thinking of a graveyard as, as God's acre that he's planting seeds that are going to burst out. But the same is true of the animals. The animals are also all going to be transformed, like these lions and wolves and things. They're obviously going to be a bit different because now they're made to like live for death and violence and things. 
whereas none of that will be required in the new creation because they're going to have to hang out with lambs and goats and things and they've got to they've got to have a different kind of life then but then so the everything so with the like little budgie you know give it a little funeral proper funeral put it in it's a seed being planted and that budgie will live for resurrection so we know they're going to be there in the resurrection but I actually think they'll, they, because they have the breath of life in them, they have spirit and soul. I think they're with Jesus now. Why wouldn't they be? That's what soul and spirit's all about. So I could go on about this a lot, but maybe that's enough. <laughs>